Hello and welcome to the Tom Wellings Politics Show. On today's episode, we're only going to go and talk about COVID again, because since the last episode, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has put us into what in theory is meant to be another lockdown. Now, if you go out on the streets, I'm sure you'll probably disagree that we're actually in a lockdown and it feels more like most people are carrying on their day-to-day life without little lockdown implications or rules being applied to their life. Um, certainly when I'm out and about going to work, the lockdown is nowhere near the same as that in March. It just doesn't feel the same. Um, I can look out the window at work and there are cars all day going around the roundabouts, going down the lanes. Um, whereas when I was in the office in March, where I still couldn't work from home, um, it was still a matter that I would see probably one car every five, ten minutes, not five every 10 seconds. Um, So this lockdown is definitely not the same as the March lockdown. This is clearly an issue. Now, on the previous episode, I said, should we actually close the schools? Um, Should we have another lockdown? I probably I did guess that we were going to have another kind of similar lockdown, one that's slightly relaxed to March, but we were going to have one. So here we are. Boris Johnson did come out and say country's going back into another lockdown. So that's not a surprise. He did, however, close the schools. I am slightly surprised at that, um, especially now as well, since they've come under pressure um, and under scrutiny again regarding the school meals. There's been a lot of photos out there um, of people taking photos of what their children have been given um, to feed them for the week. Um, And obviously that has created a lot of negative press for Boris Johnson and uh, especially the educational education secretary. Um, just that it's not substantial enough. Now, I do have two two minor points with this. Um, one, we don't know if that photo is genuine. The, the, this, I'm talking about the first photo that was released. We don't know if that photo is 100% genuine. I'm pretty confident if I did a social experiment, I don't have kids, so I don't think I'd get away with it because I think people would cotton onto it pretty quickly. But if I did a social experiment and took a photo of some food and said, this is what my child's been given for the week. How is this substantial? That could have been blown out into proportion. Everyone would have gone, this is disgraceful, this is disgraceful. I could just actually at the end of it turn around and say, I fabricated this photo and actually I didn't get this, I got far more. Or, you know, I can add more and say, this is just me taking a photo of some food claiming that this is what I've been given. When in actual fact, I wasn't given anything or I could have been given vast more. So I do have a slight issue with the photo that was released. I don't know if we can truly believe that that is correct. Now, obviously, the government have come out and slated that photo and said this is not not good enough and that the company who did provide that um, is now under review and the government are looking at alternative ways to provide meals, especially with going back to the vouchers, uh, which they initially did. And obviously, that's changed slightly. But the voucher, I think, is probably the uh, the most sensible way and the fairest way to providing the the free school meals, as we put it, um, to children. I think it's the fairest way that parents can choose what to get their kids and then make do of what they want to make the meals out of what they can buy um, using that thirty pound. Um, that's, but however, I do, yeah, like I say, that's that's how I think the best way around it is. I do have some scepticism uh, scepticism about the uh, the photos that were released. I'm not one to fully believe what you see in the on social media. I think social media is full of full of lies, 
Um, but while I definitely do think that that photo could have been fabricated and could have been made to look worse than it actually was. Um, but albeit the government came under a lot of scrutiny for that anyway. So that's one issue out of the way. COVID schools obviously looked at last week, well, not last week, the last episode. Uh, talked a little bit there on the free school meals issue. Government come under scrutiny, but like I say, I don't think it's probably actually, and it's not even the government's fault that they are hiring these companies to provide these free set meals for their children, uh, for the children in the UK that are eligible for free school meals. Um, and the company's clearly, if that photo is true, uh, it's clearly done a bit of a pulled a short one there and there, try to get away with it. Um, don't know how they thought they could get away with it. I mean. Came under scrutiny in literally no time. Um, however, let's talk about COVID. Now, my previous issue was that closing the schools wasn't going to really change how COVID is being spread. Um, obviously, this new variant of COVID is, is significantly more spreadable um, and contagious than the previous COVID. I say hey, previous COVID, it's still COVID, but... Um, this new variant is clearly a little bit more severe. Well, not not severe. I'm using all the wrong words here. It's not severe in that respect. It's got the same severity, but it's just more contagious. So if we're looking at the statistics for COVID cases in the UK, um, obviously on the 4th of Jan, I believe it was, that Boris Johnson put us into a national lockdown. At that point, we were on, what was it, 58,000 cases do new cases on that day um that did go up in the following days to 60,000 62,000 uh we did drop though it, it has seen a significant drop from the fourth to well from the fourth it spiked a little bit again but from the 7th of January it has dropped it's dropping quite dramatically we we, we dropped to 52,000 it went back up again to 68,000 on the 8th, so it wasn't very good then. The 9th, we, we took this downward spiral again, and, and now we are seeing momentum go down on COVID cases. It is going down. So 9th, we went to 59,000, 10th, 54, uh, and then we went to the 45,000, spiked again on the 15th, 55,000. But uh, as of yesterday, being the 16th of January, uh, that's the lowest it's been since the 29th of December, um, where that was 41,000 cases. It is still a lot. It's a lot of cases of COVID. Now, does this mean the schools is working? Personally, I don't think it's it's the schools. Um, but, it you know, you can't really argue with stats. It's, the schools have been closed now over a week and hoping that this downward spiral, and it looks like it's going on a downward trend again, um, it does look as though there is some correlation to with how many cases are coming out. But I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference because we can come out of this this lockdown, schools go back in, cases go back up. We're in the same, we're going to end up in the same position where all the can the NHS handle it. And the issue I think I'm trying to kind of look into is, well, What's the fatality rate and who's it actually getting spreaded to? Now, obviously, we've got the vaccines going out. Um, I've got a 86-year-old nan. She is going for her vaccine. 
Uh, when's that? In the next week, I believe. So it's it's coming. It's it's slowly happening. It's slowly being spread. Uh, well, slowly being given to uh, everyone. But uh, yeah, I have no uh, friend of mine also who does work for the NHS has also had his. Um, so it is going to those who most need it. And I'm hoping that once the, the, the kind of older generation have had theirs, it will quickly get spread to, to the younger generation. Because um, by then, I'd like to think we've got more places that can give these. And we've got a better system in place just to really, really ramp up how many people get these vaccines a day. Um, so there may be some correlation there with COVID coming down in schools. Personally, myself, I, I, I don't think it's going to, that leads to a fatality, the schools lead to the fatality rate. I don't think the schools are the cause for the fatality issue. I think that's more to do with society as a whole. Um, but society as a whole is quite stubborn on this lockdown. Um, and there's a lot of issues with, in my opinion, society when it comes to trying to enforce a change or trying to enforce a social change or a, a something that changes the mentality of, of a culture and a society, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Um, and in the UK, I do find that people are very stubborn to the rules uh, and can quickly turn against the rules and do their own thing um, and have their own... A lot, of the, a lot of people in the UK have their own interpretation of what things mean, um, which does cause a lot of confusion between everyone and a lot of... Um, different rule bending and a lot of different ways in which people go about um, abiding by these rules. Um, however, I do think the rules are pretty simple. It is literally stay at home, do not go out if you don't need to. The only time really then you should be going out is work if you can't work from home, to the shop if you're getting your shop in. And well, that in my opinion is that. That's it. Unless you're supporting someone who is uh, who needs support um, there is absolutely no reason why in the world you should be going out stay at home uh, and just do what everyone says and, and then we hopefully we can all come out of this but um, I do think we're going to come out of it cases are going to spike again before we might have to go into another I say another lockdown he'll introduce another five seven eight ten twenty fifty tiers and uh, we might just then you know, have stricter tears while the vaccines are coming out. Uh, maybe that, then maybe that's the way forward. So, I'd love to know your views again. What are your views on COVID and the restrictions? Do you think we'll go into another restriction, uh, another lockdown? Um, do you think that this current lockdown is working? I mean, the stats suggest that you know, cases, the daily cases are coming down. So, we, you can't really argue with the stats. So. Uh, but if you've got a different opinion, I'd love to know and kind of um, pop in some comments. And uh, yeah, I'd love to kind of just understand your reasoning as to why you think it's coming down. Um, if you don't think it is down to the lockdown, if you think it's down to something else. Um, and where, where is it? Where are we going to go with this? How far into the future do you think it will be until we are allowed to go to the shops? Personally, I probably don't imagine, I say going to the shops, uh, kind of going out and about football games, for example. How may, how long will it be until you can see a full crowd at a stadium again? I can't see it this year, and even next year, I could see it being the end of next year. It, I, it just seems so far away that it does. But what do you think? 
that that's something I'd love to know. So that's kind of my little rant, I suppose, about COVID. Um, it's not really a rant. It's kind of a general update as to where we are with COVID. Um, and that's what what will the prime minister do next? I I mean, this is in place what until uh, what were the uh, end of April, end of February, isn't it? This is in place till, um, and it could be extended, although. How much we believe of that, we will find out. Um, I have heard rumours in the grapevine that in, I think it's July, the government are literally planning on lifting every restriction possible. Now, if that's true, uh, that it seems a bit far-fetched to me. Um, I personally can't see how in July we can all come, we can lift all these restrictions and everyone go about as you were, probably wearing masks, but um, going about your daily life without any interruptions uh, all the shops are open all the pubs are open all you know your ha- your hairdressers and barbers are open um but that to me seems a bit soon july seems incredibly soon i ju- i just can't see it um I, I don't even think they'll get the vaccines out to the those pe- people in the 50s i mean i'd like to think so i mean july you'd like to think they'd get out of the 50s but the way they're going i mean we're, we're still in the 80s um and we're nearly in February, so I don't know. I don't know if I, I can see us really having a lifted restrictions in July. It seems it does seem a bit far fetched, but hey, who knows? If it is fantastic news, summer might help. Warm weather, people are outside more, so maybe, maybe there's some logic to it. Um, we'll obviously have to kind of assess the cases at that point in time. Um, but yeah, so there we are with kind of COVID. Um, for me, we've got to come out of it. We've got to come out of the lockdown. Um, too many people are kind of suffering in terms of non-COVID related. We're talking about children. We're talking about those with mental health issues. Um, we're just we're just talking about anyone who is just feeling very lonely and uh, and left out or not or missing out on opportunities. I mean, as a child, you if you look back on your childhood, it's all the memories that you make at school with your friends and, and after school and, and all those things. And these kids at the moment are being deprived of that. Um, so allegedly for trying to save the nation, but I really don't think the the schools are the cause of the fatality rates. The schools might be the cause of cases going up, but actually who are the cases going to? Are they going to the kids? If they're going to the kids and the fatality rates are clearly not going to go up because it's going to kids that it's, proven who have uh, very um, you know rarely really have much of a problem with dealing with covid uh, and don't have any life threatening uh, issues with covid so for me it just seems it, it's not logical in my sense the only logic you can say is cases have gone down schools have been closed but i think we have to look more than that we have to look at the fatality rate we have to look at who are the people that are getting infected there's no data to say actually this week it was people who were in their 80s who got infected the most now if that was the case we can turn around and say okay well why is it that people in their 80s are getting infected if we can see the infection rates go up but actually the data shows that those infected are between you know 10 and 30 well let's be honest there that's where people who can actually probably live with the vaccine and get over the vaccine quite relatively easy Obviously, we don't the vaccine the, the uh, disease the virus uh, over the virus quite easily, but obviously we don't want everyone getting the virus. 
but at the same time, is it really worth? If the majority of cases are in people between ten and thirty, I, I just don't think it's worth closing everyone going into a national lockdown over. Um, and at the end of the day, if you take the all the precautions are necessary, likelihood is that you will not get COVID. Um, you know, if you're wearing your mask at your workplace, you're washing your hands all the time. You're washing your hands as you're dealing with post or, or whatever it is. Um, the likelihood is you, you're not going to get COVID. Um, I've been out and about a lot, but I've made sure I'm kind of conscious about washing my hands, conscious about always wearing my mask. Um, I touch wood. I haven't had COVID um, and I have been in works you know, since March. So during the whole lockdown. So um, I think there's just a lot of a lot of things we need to consider that at the moment. Probably we're looking at it on a very broad view um, in that respect. We're not really looking at the finer detail and maybe the government are, but to me, I can't see how they are. But I do want to then move on to how much hate the government is getting. Um, Boris Johnson just cannot do right from wrong um, with this. And it reminds me very much, I mean, I wasn't alive, but it reminds me very much of how Winston Churchill was treated with World, with World War Two. Now, slightly different, World War Two. Winston Churchill obviously led the country to victory, um, but then he was voted out of, uh, out of being prime minister um, a few months after, after the World War Two finished. COVID is slightly different. There's no kind of victory at the end of this. There's no clear victory. Uh, you know, we get the vaccine, we're pumping it out. That, that, in my opinion, is a clear victory, but I know the people of the UK won't see that as a victory. They'll look at all the negative, as everyone is doing at the moment. The whole country are so quick to criticise the government on everything they do, not even looking at the positive aspects. Gavin Wilkinson, I don't rate him. I don't think he's very good, but uh, has managed to get, I think it was 1.3 million laptops to children who don't have access to them. And so they can do school at home. That's a fantastic bit of news. I haven't heard it anywhere, have you? No, no one has heard it anywhere in the news. Um, but that's some positive news that people just don't want to report on. People clearly want to report on the negative. They want to say, oh, why have COVID cases gone up? Why is the government doing this? Why is the government doing that? You know, and then Brexit, they're moaning about Brexit. What? I'm sorry, but have you actually felt an impact to Brexit? Probably not. I think your life is, I mean, my life has carried on just as normal with before Brexit and now Brexit. So I don't think it's made an impact. But Boris Johnson, you know, it's so unfortunate for him that he's been put in this situation and everyone's saying, oh, why have we got the highest cases compared to any other country? It's pretty simple. I mean, anyone who looks beyond the fact that we have 66 million people in the UK, which is an island smaller than any other major country in the EU. Like, obviously, the spread is going, it's a, it's a lot easier to spread the, the virus than it is in a country that is spread out more openly. It, to me, it just makes no sense. You cannot criticise the government. New Zealand, people are praising New Zealand. Going, oh, this is fantastic. New Zealand have managed to stop the spread of COVID or have no, haven't had a COVID case in X, Y days. Well, of course, they've had five, they have what, five million people in the whole of New Zealand spread out over a country which is, what was it, I think I saw about 10 times bigger than the UK. If you cannot handle COVID with five million people in that kind of size of a 
country. Well, you are definitely going wrong. Like you cannot compare the UK with New Zealand. It's barbaric. It's ludicrous. It makes no sense. But people in the UK are clearly comparing it. Now, if you are one of those, I'm not trying to be mean, but have some common sense there. And I'm trying to kind of put it into basic terms for you. We are much smaller than New Zealand and we have a vastly bigger population than New Zealand. That is why COVID spreads a lot quicker in the UK. We're smaller than Spain. I think the population is very similar. France, we're smaller than France. Population, very similar. Germany, exactly. You know, Italy, you know, we're still smaller. And it's just, there are so many things that people, I think, aren't taking into consideration when they're giving so much criticism to the UK. You cannot criticise the UK for how they are dealing with this disease. Everyone's going, on the track and trace system failed. Well, what do you expect? It was something that was put together instantly. It had to, it was something that had to be done. You know, you were going to praise them if they, you were going to criticise them if they didn't do it. So they had to release something. Now, what tech, what app, what technology is good when it first comes out? It never is. It always needs tweaking. It always needs changing. It makes no sense. I mean, well, the only sense I see is that people are just jumping on the bandwagon to criticise the government who have you know, a different political view and support Labour or Lib Dems, uh, you know, Scottish National Party, etc. Um, it That, to me, it is the only reason you're finding pathetic excuses to criticise the government. Um, I'll, I will happily come out and criticise the government if they do something wrong. But I think the criticism they come under um, for how they have been dealing with COVID is unwarranted, unjustified, and completely based on nonsense. Um, I think, unfortunately for Boris Johnson, he is doing the best he can in the situation that he's got. Um, whatever he does, no one, he can't do right for wrong. He puts us all in a lockdown, everyone's moaning. He won't put us in a lockdown, everyone's moaning, the cases are going up. So, either way, people are moaning. And, you know, I do think that for where this will leave politics on the next election. I think this will have a very negative effect on Boris Johnson, the Conservative Party. I do believe that we will find that probably Labour will come into power or we'll have a, uh, you know, a Labour-Lib Dem kind of uh, coalition part at the, on the next election. I do think Conservatives may lose the next one or just not get the majority. And this is purely just based on that people are just going to blame the Conservatives for spending so much money during COVID, being in such a negative uh, deficit and being in tr- millions and billions of pounds worth of debt. When everyone's going, well, hold on a minute. do not matter who was in charge, we were going to be in this problem because we were just going to have to spend so much money. Um, however, I'd love to see Labour come in um, when they, with all their manifesto where they promised to spend this, promised to spend that and promise to give away this, this and this and give this to the people. Um, I'd love to see him do that when there's actually no money to spend. Because um, their last manifestos was utter crazy how much money they were theoretically going to spend. Um, but if they come in after this election, well, after the next election, I think we're just going to see them not really be able to deliver on their manifesto and not really be able to deliver 
on the things they promised just because there's going to be no money. Where are you going to pull that money from? We're already going to be in billions of pounds of debt. So where in the world is this money going to come from? Um, but hey, who knows? We'll see. Um, I personally, that's what I think will happen. I think the next election, we will have a coalition um, or we'll have a Labour win. I think, I mean, it's been, it'll be what, 14, 16 years uh, since Labour have been in, in office. So some will some will naturally just want it because of change you know if you've had 14 16 years of one party a lot of people it happens that is politics people want change um and we're kind of coming up to that time period where that will probably naturally happen now um only for you know another 10 years down the line people realize that labor couldn't deliver on the manifesto because they didn't have the money that they clearly didn't account for as they never do especially if you've got diane abbott i don't don't mean to mock her, but if she's doing the uh, the maths again, well, Labour clearly will come up with a bit of a silly um, budget uh, for the next election. But that's where I think we're going to go with politics. I think um, because of how COVID, I mean, Boris Johnson, you know, he didn't think when he came into office that COVID was going to be a thing. Um, he's been delivered an extremely low, low hand, uh, bad hand. Um, and he can't really win with it. He can't do right from wrong. And I just think that that will have a negative impact on the Conservatives uh, at the next election. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Keir Starman, for me, he doesn't strike me as a, as a leader. But um, obviously, we'll have to assess that when the next election does come around. Um, but for now, I think we have to look at where Conservatives are and where the Conservatives are going to go. and. And just the current news, um, I just think there's too much negativity around Conservatives and what Boris Johnson is doing that will probably give him such a resounding victory uh, in the next election. And I just think he'll lose enough seats um, to cause a coalition probably between Labour and Lib Dems. But on that negative note, um, well, like I say, I'm trying to be impartial, but I am I am a conservative, um, as mentioned previously, so I will be more biased towards the conservatives, but I will at least try and, you know, criticise and praise Labour whenever they do anything right. Um, but at the moment, they just seem to come out and use everything that the public are saying and use that against the government and just say, oh, why didn't you do this? Why haven't you done that? Well, what would you have done? I guarantee what you did, what you would have done would have come under scrutiny and then you would have had to change your mind. And this is the problem with COVID. It's completely unprecedented and everything they do naturally requires change. It naturally does. Not everything you do works, especially when it has to work immediately. Uh, and they're, they're not planning these things months and years in advance. They have to plan it within weeks. They have to implement it in weeks. It's just not going to work. Nothing works within weeks. You have to make changes. You have to modify things. You have to do things that work for the people as well as uh, as you know the, the budget so that's where we're going to leave today's episode um we've kind of we've discussed obviously code and the schools closing and, and going into a national lockdown we've discussed where that might actually leave uh, and all the negative attitudes were towards uh, boris johnson and where that's going to leave the conservatives potentially in two three years but we also highlighted some good news so there was good news that, that obviously 1.3 i think like i say i think 1.3 million children were given laptops um for those so now they can go and look, do online learning that's some positive news that i don't think has been in the news and it hasn't been shared and not enough people have seen it um so there's some positive news for you all 
to end this probably very negative um, episode. But positive news there. And fingers crossed. And I suppose we can look at the positive news that cases are coming down. So fingers crossed um, by the end of February, we will be out of this lockdown. But until then, and until the next podcast, I hope you've enjoyed this one. Please engage with it. Please let me know what you thought, um, anything you want me to discuss next time, and what your views are. Like I say, the whole idea of me creating this podcast is to start a conversation. And I'm hoping that the more podcasts that I do, the more conversations I can have, and I can actually start having people on the podcast. And we can debate and discuss these issues that are going on in the country. But until then, thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon.